and welcome to another episode of Grey's Academy, your favorite Grey's Anatomy podcast. I am one of your hosts and professors, Kelsey. I am one of your hosts and typical student drinking alcohol while class is in session. My name is Carmen, and it is a beautiful night to podcast. Late, a day late. We're so sorry. Yes, we're so sorry. We had we were ahead of schedules. Things beyond control occurred. Um, Carmen had a flat tire. If you want to hear the whole story and also other general shenanigans about our lives, you can head over to the Patreon. Um, we have a couple different options, but uh, you can subscribe over there just to give us a little extra support and also get a little extra content. So if that's something you're interested in, definitely check that out. But we do apologize for being a day late. But we're here and we are glad that you guys stuck around and waited for us. And on the topic of Patreon, we're going to get we're going to obviously if you if you're looking to follow us on social um, and you haven't followed the Instagram page at, at Grey's Academy pod is the way to do that. We also have an email address that Kelsey uh, checks because that's where we get a lot of questions, a lot of fun comments. Um, we have a lot of really great friends all around the world that mm-hmm. uh, you can email Kelsey uh, at Grey's Academy pod at gmail.com. But also our personal Instagram pages, Carmen.Gabriel.Official. That's me, at Chaotically Kelsey. That's Kelsey. But with Patreon, we're also starting to dabble with videos, Mm -hmm. like full-ass videos. And also, uh, just we're we're trying to figure out the logistics of it, but we want to get like a Patreon patron mixer together where all of our patrons who support us where we can get together kind of talk chat ask us live questions get to know us and record that and it'll be on patreon for for you guys to to have that and to listen to that forever but um we we have like oh we have like how many group chats now do we have with uh, we have some several. of our like just so many group chats where it's it's us and and some of our patrons um and some of our super fans so you know and obviously also- we can't Go ahead. ahead. I was gonna say we can't name all of them, uh, but you know, like Maddie, obviously, you're like, uh, congrats on graduating. (laughs) By the way, Uh, absolutely insane. So proud of you. Your your trips about. Yeah, just having so much fun vacation times. Cliff diving off of the waterfalls and (laughs) being the next the the next Michael Phelps, Michelle Phelps. That's what it'll (laughs) be. Um, Megan, obviously, we're trying to get you on the show at some point. Uh, Alicia, hopefully, you're still doing well. Uh, Brianna, um, let's see, I'm trying to think, uh, Janisha. Yeah. You've been talking to Janisha. Janisha has been, uh, commenting on our Instagrams too. She's Oh, which I have not seen. I'm not looking at those. Yeah. Carmen's not allowed to look at the comments guys, because people who are not, people who are not listening to the show get fed our Instagram reels, which we appreciate because we hope that they then come and listen Yeah, but because they don't listen to the show. They don't know the general concept of Carmen, not knowing what's going on. So people will just comment and be like, remember when X, Y, and Z happened? And I'm like, Carmen, you cannot look at the comments. There are <laughs> literally spoilers, do not literal spoilers on our, in, on our Instagram page comments. So he's not allowed to listen to the comment because he, yeah. he texted me. He was like, why didn't you tag, tag me in that reel? And I was like, because then you will get notified <laughs> when people comment and you will see the comments and yeah. our podcast will be ruined. Yeah. This is all the shitty stuff. Um, also just yes, a couple, it, a couple other shouts before we move on. Kelsey, I'm so sorry. Um, Hannah, Hannah M, you know who you are. Shout out. <laughs> Uh, we used to work together. Um, I'm scrolling through the list here. I, uh, I just mentioned uh, Alicia. Um, 
blah, 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 blah. Our dear friend, our dear friend Jessica from Itty Bits Designs, our dear friend Katya, shout out. Let's see who I'm like just going through all of these. I actually got a couple couple different emails this week from people. Oh, oh, and Cebu. Can't forget Cebu. Oh, my God. Cebu. Yes. We got... A, I got an email from Amber. We were chit chatting. She recently found us, so she wasn't caught up yet, but she is binging and she's loving it. So she was chatting with me. She actually sent me the email and she was like, is this spoilers? Cause she didn't know if we had covered it yet and we'd had, but she hadn't gotten there yet. And then, uh, Hattie, this was really cool. She said that she wait, was, wait, really hold on. What was, what was the one, what was the thing that Amber had asked about? What did we already cover? George and Izzy having sex. Hey, Carmen is the champion. Uh, <laughs> Amber, you're my new best friend. <laughs> um, Hattie emailed me and she said that she um, was listening to the podcast and Thanks, she really wants some merch from us. Ooh. So she had done potential designs that we could use and send oh, them to shit. me. Katya also sent me a design that she sketched out. We have very, very talented fans and you guys are so amazing. Like I really like, I um, talked to one of my other friends who has a very successful podcast. If you'll remember morning cup of murder, who we promote a couple months. Shout out. They have merch. So I talked to her, kind of got the lowdown on how she does that. So we're looking into that. So I do think it's probably something that we could potentially have by like the end of the summer, like ready to go. Um, we don't know like price points or anything yet. Like obviously we want to make it affordable, but also like certain things are beyond our control. Like everyone has to, we live in a capitalist hellscape. So like hopefully we're going to do our best to make it the most affordable, but like we can only do so much, but we did find like a platform that I think we're going to use to do the distributing on that. So, um, we're just going to work on nailing down our designs that we want. And then like anything that you guys want, obviously like we definitely want something that says no spoilies, uh, probably something that just says Grey's Academy. Um, and then something maybe that says it's a beautiful night for a podcast or a beautiful day for a podcast, whatever. A beautiful so, drunken 3 a.m. morning <laughs> for a podcast. Um, so yeah, we have a bunch of different things. If there are any other ideas that you guys want, like I'm not, I'm not telling you to design something. I'm just saying, if you have any ideas, please feel free to let us know. And like, we'll work on like taking care of the designs. If you feel motivated enough, you can send us those. Obviously if we use them, like you will be credited. Um, yes, absolutely. yes, we just feel so lucky to be connected to so many people that like we never would have connected with otherwise. And it's, you guys are all around the world and it's literally so amazing. And we just it love is. it so much. I feel like at this point, other than Antarctica, we've got like a super fan on every yeah, continent. We've got someone everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, really cool. The other the other thing I want to talk about with you know you know Kelsey hit uh, the nail on the head there is um, like email us email us all the time we love it I, I this brings so much joy to my heart to get to hear and and Kelsey does a really good job at communicating that on to me she sends me screenshots of, mm-hmm. of conversations sometimes with, I uh, have with, to redact things yeah <laughs> um, but when it comes to like merchandise obviously Patreon is the best way to support and, and and we definitely appreciate it we put those those dollars to good use we we don't we don't take them for ourselves we put them into the podcast yeah. um, so we definitely appreciate that there and when it comes to um, like questions that you have send it to us we're doing our 100th episode coming up and it's going to be all 
fan and listener question based. And then Mm -hmm. we're also uh, the next real full episode is going to be private practice. So Look Yay. forward to that. I'm actually super. Jessica was like, "You can't do another podcast." I'm like, Jessica, you don't understand. It's not. It's the same podcast. It's the Jessica. same podcast. It's the same thing. Relax. It's the same podcast. <laughs> but like, she we're sitting there putting, <laughs> putting Marlo to sleep, and she's like alligator rolling across, not wanting to let us. You let her do a diaper change, and we're like, <laughs> "Yep, I, I have. It's like I have to do this. This is for the podcast." Okay. Also, speaking of diapers. If diapers and bowel movements bother you, skip ahead 30 seconds because I'm about to talk about my baby. It is currently Thursday. Since Saturday afternoon, Bennett has pooped upwards of 25 times. Oh, that's too many times. He normally poops yeah. like once every day, maybe once every two days. So Wednesday, I took him yesterday morning. I took him to the doctor because I needed to know that he was okay before I went out of town. And also like not dehydrated like, or anything like that. Worried. Yeah. He's not acting weird. He doesn't have a fever, but like, I was like, what the fuck is this? So everything's okay. We're just kind of keeping an eye on it. The fun thing is if it's still happening on Saturday, I get to collect a stool sample from his little behoondie and send it back to the diaper or the doctor mm. for testing. So yeah, that's fun. That's what's happening in the parenting land over we here. We love it. We love it. But anyways, enough of that. We can talk about Grey's Anatomy now. <laughs> yeah. Grey's Anatomy by Grey's Academy. Anyways, all of that to say is we really appreciate that you guys listen and share us and support us and enjoy it because we enjoy making this and we hope to continue to make it forever because that is how long this show will continue to air. Forever. Truly. Although the actors union did vote to go on strike today with the writers union. So Hollywood is at a standstill. We obviously stand with both the writers and the actors. Um, They should be paid fairly and compensated. And it is fair that new negotiations should be hammered out now that streaming has essentially changed the entire industry. Oh yeah. Entertainment. So anyways, that's how we feel. We're on their side. And corporations should just simply choose this time to do the right thing. I know that's hard because they don't ever do that, but it's whatever. Hopefully it happens. <laughs> they refuse because they're capitalist pigs suckling on the consumer's teats. <laughs> um, okay. So let us go. Episode 11 of the fifth season. The 89th episode overall, which means this is our 99th episode, guys. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Okay. Um, Who'd have thought? Here we are. This episode is called Wish You Were Here, and that is a song. Wish You Were Here deserves a drink. (laughs) Clinkity clink clink glug. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Wish You Were Here is a song by Pink Floyd, and... Just this, souls. There you go. See, look at you. Women Are you in a fishbowl? Mrs. Pink year Floyd. Year after year, I am the Mrs. Pink Floyd. Uh, I actually <laughs> opened one year with with Gallery Eighty One. I opened for a Pink Floyd tribute band, not a cover band, uh, a tribute that. band. What's they the legit. So a cover band is like you just get together with your friends and you play the songs and it's fun, right? Yeah. A tribute band is you think you're Pink Floyd. Oh, <laughs> like cool. you go out there, you dress up, you have the light show, like you do everything, like you, you're trying to reenact them. A cover right. band is like, oh, like like my Taylor no. Swift cover band idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
which I have a name for it, but I'm not sharing it with anyone live. I'll share it with you, you off air. Here's my thing. You can only do a Taylor Swift cover band if you do the first albums and the first albums are country music. I would do those, but okay, a lot of... That's fine. I had oh, hesitations. Yeah. I thought maybe you would refuse to do them. No, 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 no. I love it. I was listening to uh, Story of Us. Bop. Love it. The one where it's... She wears Our short skirts. Our song is a slam and three doors. Sweeping out. No, not that one. On your, um, oh, wait, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our song. Yeah, I like our song. Yeah. Um, our song. But the the Romeo and the Juliet, what is that oh, one? That's a classic one. Yeah, classic. Like, I'm putting all... Put those all on my <laughs> set list, Kelsey. <laughs> Fuck. In this band. I can't play anything, so I'm just going to be backup vocals. But muted, right? <laughs> I'm offended. This is I the clip for so Instagram. Talented. <laughs> the disrespect that this I got a fever has put more on cowbell. me in my home. Fucking talk about your bullshit. <laughs> All right. Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd uh, was released off of the Wish You Were Here album in 1975. It was written by David Gilmore and Roger Waters. Uh, obviously, David Gilmore sang lead vocals on this song. Uh, it was the the official release date of September 12th, 20, uh, 1975. So this song, very interesting to me because the song itself did not chart originally. Uh, it reached the highest chart that it reached was number 18 in Norway. However, remember how a couple weeks ago, I don't remember what song it was, but it was uh, one of the 500 Rolling Stones greatest songs of all time. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, what song was that? Hold on, this is going to bug me. I got to go to our music page. I'm going to our music page. Hold on. Just give me one second. Just give me one second here. I'm doing all the things. All the fucking things. Uh, I think it's... In the Midnight Hour? In the Midnight Hour? Or All it? By Myself? All By Myself. One of those two. Anyways, uh, one of the songs we had done recently uh, was, was also ranked in the 500 Greatest Songs of All Time. But this one re- was ranked number 302. And it was listed as number one of the 50 greatest Pink Floyd songs of all time. However, oh, yeah. the album, the album, I'm pulling that up right now, too. <sighs> okay, fuck you. Which what album is, is that off of? Wish You Were Here. It was a self... T- it was That's a, a this- different album than just another brick in the wall. Yeah. 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 Uh, so... The actual track listing of this one had Shine On You, uh, Welcome to the Machine, Have a Cigar, Wish We Were Here. So, This is the one with the baby on the front, right? No. Oh. No, I think you're thinking of uh, the the wall. That's what I think you're thinking of. But the wall, the album cover has a brick wall. Mm, What's the album with the baby? Okay, this is is the kind of (laughs) shit that I wasn't expecting... Uh, let me go to the Pink Floyd album uh, artist page on Handy Dandy Apple Music. You're right. The wall is wait. The baby's Nirvana. The baby in the pool. All right. You know what? That's my bad. That's I'm my like bad. sitting here going. The wait, baby hold on. Nirvana is Nirvana. You're correct. Yeah. Okay. I'm just. Anyways. It's because it's water. And yes. um That's that was it. That was the connection in my brain. <laughs> Fish, fishbowl, <laughs> and water, and a baby. <sighs> Anyways, so the album itself reached number one in the U.S. Billboard Top 200, but the album, but the, the the single itself didn't didn't do so great. So, anyways, but 
Anyways, so this song here uh, is not in my iTunes library. However, it still is not in my iTunes library. Really? Um, I think yeah, it's in mine. It's, it's, um, it's just a little bit slow for me. Um, yeah, but sometimes you just need to like... Like vibe? Feel. You know what? Okay, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do, friends. This song still gets a four out of five for me. But because Kelsey is catching me when I'm a little intoxicated. It's now in my library. <laughs> yes, I'm a Wish terrible you were influence. Here. <laughs> You're Remember a terrible influence. I showed influence. you secondhand Serenade. What song was that? Oh, yes. Tonight will be the night that I will fall for you. Carmen didn't know what that was from. And I was like, this album like defined my freshman year of college because I'm old. So I sent it to him. And then we had a very in-depth conversation about emo music. Yeah. Actually, like the guy's an incredible singer. Do you he ever really did you ever listen to um This Love? Did you ever hear that band? I don't think so. They were an indie band out of I think like Columbus, Ohio, and they had a couple decent songs, but they were like very kind of e- like pop emo. It was it's very interesting. I'll see if I can find it. They don't even have their songs on Apple. Did you They're not even available. To the main? Yeah. I dated you know a girl who was best friends with them. Do you know they're releasing a new album? I did not. Yep. Come out I, in August. From hot birthday. take. Hot take. Not a huge fan of their earlier stuff. I actually like them as they got more and more progressive. Like Black Butterflies and Deja Vu. Banger! No, the best one is... Um, Katie, don't cry, I know. Do you know that one? Based off oh, of your Kelly singing, I'm not... Is calling <laughs> and you know it's honey. <laughs> <laughs> but compared to you, <laughs> Do I, I don't understand why out? you think this is. I'll get my funny. guitar this out and I'll play right exactly now. Exactly how he sounds. I'll play right now. I'll play Nothing as a song. Shine quite as bright when you look to the stars. Shut the fuck up, <laughs> please. This man has done nothing but insult. My musical capabilities, which are strong. They are strong. I am trained by a small woman okay. in East I'll tell you Tennessee. What. I'll tell you what. If you move up to Chicago, we can start our Taylor Swift cover happening. band. I won't move there. You, you can. It's way more likely that you'll move here. And also, that would probably be more successful here. Let's be real. That's fair. People in <laughs> Nashville just swoon over anything Taylor does. People in most of the state of Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. Although, how dope would it be to start a Taylor Swift cover band of Taylor Swift songs in the in the uh, the art of covering Dolly Parton songs? So I'm acting as Taylor Swift covering Dolly Parton. That's too much. <laughs> I do love Dolly, though. <laughs> I saw a picture today of uh, the Jolene that was being talked about. Is oh Hunter posted it? No, no, I think that's a picture of Dolly. Oh, really? That was a picture of Dolly. That's like the whole thing. He was like, "Why would this woman feel threatened by another woman?" Oh yeah, no, no. She's that. Okay, I guess that I was I was confused by that. No, that that's Dolly, young Dolly. Yeah, She's a yeah. smoke show. Literally. Wow, the hair alone mm-hmm. so good. Oh, her hair has always been giant. I love it. She's my queen. 
She is okay. a, she's the queen. Grey's Anatomy. Okay, sorry, everyone. <laughs> At least I got through my part. You teach us yeah. about some shit now. <laughs> Carmen is drunk, and it's going to really derail me. Also, he's okay. being very insulting of my talents. Hey, which are hey, hey. Many, pause, many. Pause, pause, pause. Everyone listen up, okay? Listen the fuck up. Kelsey, you are so talented. Wicked smart. Say I sound like the main. You sound like the main. <laughs> Thank you. Singer of a garbage band <laughs> that once died in a trash can. Oh, Gallery 81? <laughs> oh, a dagger! Ah. Ah. <laughs> Everyone's going to hate this episode. Okay. This episode Number one on the iTunes charts. Deborah Khan, directed by our best friend Rob Korn. It aired January 8th, 2009. So we're in 2009 now. First 2009 Hey-o. episode. My junior year um, of high school. So last episode, do you remember what happened last episode? Yes. The solo surgery? Yes. That was the um, winter finale. So there was like a four-week oh. break and then this okay. one. Okay. Um, and so this episode aired to 13.71 million views. And going down. Why is it going yeah. down? What is happening? Denny is still in the hallway. Who can turn oh, away the dial from this? I don't get yeah. it. I don't get it. Um, okay. The episode synopsis on Netflix is Bailey teams with Seattle Grace's new pediatric surgeon, Dr. Arizona Robbins, to save the life of a young patient near and dear to her heart. That's it. Meredith and Christina are fighting, but whatever. Yeah. So let's let's give the uh, the Grades Academy recap here. So Christina and Meredith are ob- obviously still fighting. Mm-hmm. The name of the kid that they were talking about with Bailey and Arizona is uh, Jackson Prescott. Dope name. Great job, writers. Also, also, there's a murderer in the hospital. Yes, there is. I had to think about that. I was like, wait, hold on a second. And not just like I killed a person. It's like I enjoyed I it. I killed several people for fun. Yeah. Intentionally. Yeah. Um, Sweet, sweet Margaret, who basically has some th- sort of like thyroid thing. Um, and like, come on. Uh, Sadie sucks. Um, Lexi is just becoming hotter and hotter every single second Mark that goes Mark by. Mark agrees. Weber is oddly jacked. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Because he was laying down and he was, and he was, well, he was, he was going like, like this. So he was probably like pushing. No, no, no. When biceps. he was like, when he was like hands behind the oh, shoulder. Yeah. And okay, he was like just okay. sitting there. Um, Derek and Mark are great together. Uh, Alex, Denny steals the show again. Not surprised. I'm trying to think like. What other things can we do to jog people's memories? Um, I think they get it. If I said it. the the murderer is here, I think they know what I'm... Between the murderer oh, and... So there's only one doc- murderer that shows up in the show? Spoilies! Arizona Robbins is here. People know what that means. All right. Let's know where you want to start because we had no fucking recap again. <laughs> yeah. No recap. Um, Let's start with Meredith and Christina. I'm annoyed. This storyline has say if it wasn't resolved this episode, you would stop watching the show. So. All right. If the fight is not resolved by next episode, 
I'm going to keep going with this podcast regardless because I'm too invested. But you are going to stop watching the show. <laughs> but I am going to. I'm too invested, but I'm going to stop watching. But we'll keep doing the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to guess at what happens. You'll yeah. watch the show. I will respond without watching the show. That yeah. would be funny. That would be, man. I feel like we need to do a quiz of the stuff that I've retained. I've retained so little information. I think we'll do that next week for the hundredth. We'll talk. We'll touch mm. base on how much mm. you do or do not remember. Mm. Okay. Carmen's drunk. Um, what? Okay, because so I Christina, had a whole bottle of wine by myself. You think I'm drunk? No, because you had a whole bottle of wine by yourself in an hour. I think you're drunk. I'm working on it. Um. So. Christina is like we opened the episode with Christina on a vent on the vent the magic vent by herself. Carmen has spilled wine on himself. Just a little bit, yeah, fell out of my mouth. Um, so she's vibing on the vent. She's just like, I think it helps her like it helps like grounds her like brings yeah. her back and just like this is what matters. Um, Derek the and vent. Meredith are like getting up and Meredith's like, I don't want to go to the hospital where Christina and her mean face are. <laughs> so instead they fuck mm-hmm. a little quickie. Um, love a little quickie. So love this is going to, I guess, tie into the murderer because <clears throat> they are assigned. Bailey tells him to go meet the chief in the trauma bay because someone's being come in. So Christina, Meredith, Derek, and Owen meet the chief in the trauma bay because someone is coming in. It is a prisoner who is on death row. But we don't get that right away. There's a little bit of a delay. So, yeah. PDR. What's PDR? Prisoner. What's PDR? Death row. Death row. Bum, bum, bum. Drama. And then the title card, obviously. Obviously. Um, so yeah, we, um, they're back and forth fighting the whole episode. The surgery, the moment in the actual surgery is uncomfy when Meredith's like, some of us don't have to practice. We're just good at it. Cold blooded. Cold as ice. Yeah. I don't like it. Um, the thing like the thing that fight. really frustrates me. Oh, go ahead. I don't like it when they fight. The thing that frustrates me about their fighting is like Meredith said some catty shit like that and is like I'm not perpetuating it, Sadie. Yeah. Sadie, she's in the wrong, Sadie. Yeah, she we had a fight, she took it too far. And then Meredith is just dropping shit like You're continuing petty. to take it too far, Meredith. And Meredith not that Christina is flawless, but like, oh, the middle name. That's a surprise. <laughs> it's a spoiler, huh? I actually just don't know it off the top of my head. So, oh, Carmen, Carmen, Gabriel official gray. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, she, the thing with Christina is like, you at least know with what you're getting. Like Meredith is pretending like she's not done anything wrong and not doing anything wrong. And it's she's fueling it for sure, which is, yeah, it's annoying. And like, here's the thing. I'm on Christina's side, not just because I'm a Christina stan, but also because she's right. Like no one else ever at any point stepped up and was like, oh, yeah, we all fucked up because all of our interns are being shitty people. 
they were like, oh, cool. All of our interns fucked up. So now they're going to take basically the only competition. Like everyone knows that Christina is going to get the solo surgery. So everyone's just going to stand by like, and not say anything. Like if that had happened to, I don't know, George or Izzy or Alex, would people have said anything? Cause those people aren't a threat. Like everyone knew it was going to be Christina. So to have her taken out is like a bonus for everybody. Uh, you know, I, that's a good question. I don't know if that's, if that's the case, I don't think anyone would have said anything regardless, but they're extra not, they don't feel bad that it's Christina. Uh, Cause it benefits them. Although like if I had to guess from strictly a surgery standpoint, my perception is that Alex is a close number two. Maybe not close, but it seems like he's number two in the rankings. Right. If I had to guess, I don't know. Meredith has done some cool stuff. George is just getting back into things. When was the last time we saw Izzy do anything really? Uh, because she's just been at home fingering herself all day playing DJ disco dance on her vagina. And okay. it's like, what a descriptor. <laughs> Maybe a dildo. Who knows? I don't know. But Denny like, knows. No, Denny does know. Denny. I just, I still don't we'll get, get, get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. I can't. I got to have, I'm going to finish this bottle of wine before we get to that part. Okay. But Meredith and Christina, it's frustrating. Meredith is pretending she's blameless and she's not. I agree. You're right. She is saying that like, oh, it's all Christina, but she is the one then saying like, oh, some of us don't have to practice because we're just good at being surgeons. And Owen's like, do you see that game? I love the line yeah. with him and Derek where he goes, I thought they were friends. And Derek goes, they were. And Owen says, what does that mean? And um, Derek says, it means we're in for a very long day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, the thing that I didn't like about that scene is Hunt was like, hey, dude, I'm going to set you up to help me get out of this <laughs> and bre- break the awkwardness. He, he warned him. And then yeah. Hunt does it. And Derek says nothing. How about that Seahawks game? And Derek just goes, nope. I don't know. I'd rather What's listen to this shit. <laughs> Do they have those on the ferries? I don't know. Um, Can I buy one with my millions of dollars? While we're on this, do you want to talk about that little little baby Derek backstory we got? Uh, Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, hold on, I got to go to my Derek notes so I can say exactly what I want to. So knowing that his dad was killed by someone trying mm-hmm. to steal a watch mm-hmm. d- definitely plays into his reaction to a murderer. Yes. Yes. Reaction to a murder. I'm about justice. Uh, the thing that I think is really, un- really cool is that it makes sense for his like whole good guy attitude where he mm-hmm. doesn't want to like be blamed for anything. I'm blameless. I do. No, I do nothing wrong. I. I'm gonna let other people make the choices that I can't make because they're hard choices. Because my dad also, was killed and taken away from me. Let's think about his family dynamic. He yeah. is one boy with four sisters, and his dad was murdered. Yeah. So, you know that kind of lets into like the not necessarily that this is true and not you know this is might be an outdated stereotype, but you know, you think of like quote unquote, the man of the house, which that is an outdated, mm-hmm. outdated thing. But like in that time frame when he would have been a child, that definitely would have been mentioned. I feel like more than once. 
Oh, yeah. You're the man of the house now, Derek. Mm-hmm, yeah. Got to take care of your sisters and your mom now, Derek. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just think um, I, I was like so glad that that has finally been said because there were multiple times when I'm like, well, it may be because his dad got murdered, like in my head. And I'm like, he has not said that yet. So I'm glad that it has now been said. And now you can make any of those jokes or comments that you want to because, mm-hmm. man. His dad got murdered. Mm. Yeah. Right. Also, right by over a watch. Guys. Over a watch. That's why I don't have nice watches other than my Apple Watch. Oh, this like episode of nice Grey's watch. Academy is brought to you by... Us. Us. We just happen to both have Apple Watches. We do have Apple Watches. Um, Apple, come on the show. Mr. Um, Apple. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... What bothers me about that scene is Meredith's lack of reaction. Yeah. She's like, but shouldn't we continue to talk about me? And I was like, wow. So I think what we're seeing in this episode is Derek wasn't being selfish. And Meredith was like, ooh, I should swoop in and be selfish now. Since there's an opening for a selfish person. Yeah, Derek, I know that your dad was murdered by two dudes stealing his watch. But I just want to dance. So Like I mean It's very complicated because I cannot speak for everyone I am against the death penalty For a myriad of reasons It's complex, it's layered I just don't think it's really Whatever, it is what it is There's a lot we could get into But I'm, right. I don't love the death penalty That's my business If you want, If you're pro-death penalty, good for you Cause it happens in every state. So it doesn't really matter what I think. Um, so the Derek feels so strongly about it. Obviously we then get the backstory as to why, and I understand where he's coming from. It is still not my point of view. However, all that to say is I do for the most part, like Derek in this episode on the personal side, like the Meredith side of it, like Dr. Yeah. Derek, whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do appreciate he is giving the best care. You know, he's giving good care. Um, but the the Derek in the Meredith relationship in this episode is great. Like the whole dance it out thing. That's a great moment for them. Good for him. I love that. He sees what she needs and he wants to, to fill that need. Whether or not he can is not the point, but he is going to do his best. Right. Um, right. And I think that that is worth noting because as we all know, I hate Derek. Um, but I will recognize when he is not shitty. I got to tell you, there's a lot of really shitty stuff that Derek has done, mm-hmm. but like, he's not my favorite character in this exact moment, but he's not that bad a guy right now. So it yeah, leads me to believe right that right he's, he's going to get shittier, which also leads me to believe that Derek and Meredith are going to break up at some point. And then what? And then they get back together. (laughs) And then what? And then Derek leaves the show because he got shot by two guys trying to steal his watch. Ooh, full circle. Full circle. Um, Oh, sorry. I got a beer burp coming in hot. Uh, uh, Okay. Excuse me. Podcast burp. Podcast burp. It was a very dainty burp. Don't worry. (laughs) Like... (laughs) 
Okay. All right. So where do we want to start? Uh, or, or sorry, I mean, do do we want to keep talking about the the, the Meredith and Christina argument? I, mean, I really don't much. have a ton of. Yeah. I, I, I I'm I'm annoyed with it. I'm over it at this point. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. That was it. That was really it. I was going to say it. it was annoying how Meredith was talking to Sadie about it, but we get a little more info on their relationship because Sadie says when they were they were traveling through Europe together. Um, they had a really big fight. We don't know what it was about, um, but she said they had a really big fight and then they kind of stopped talking. Like they would still go out, but they would like go places where they couldn't talk like clubs and stuff. Um, and then they never really got back to what they were beforehand. And Sadie says something and Meredith's like, well, I apologized. And Sadie says, did you apologize? Like you meant it? Like you could imagine that she might have a point. And you, the look on Meredith's face says, no, only I have points and everyone else can go fuck themselves. Yeah. So clearly, again, she's kind of in the selfish camp this week more than anyone else. Yeah. It actually was a really good friend moment for Sadie that, that made me mm-hmm. hate her a little bit less. less. Yeah. And when she said the apologize like you meant it, like that carried a lot of weight. But when she yeah. gives that second line of like, like you can imagine that maybe Christina's feelings were valid. Like there was a mm-hmm. point to it. And I'm like, fuck dagger. Got her. Yep. And that's, that's, here's the thing, people I'm going to get on my soapbox for a little bit. That's with all relationships. It's so yes. Every time you get into an argument, I know Jessica and I fight, right? Like it's fine. No, we, we fight. <laughs> the thing that, prolongs our fights is when the other person doesn't think that the other one has any validity to their argument. Right. It's when you lose the sight of empathy and that's what Meredith is going through right now. She's losing yeah. the sight of empathy in her argument with her best friend. Yeah. And I think we've mentioned this before. Um, the people that you're really close to are the ones that sometimes it's like easier to kind of get into those things with. Yeah. Because I think what it comes down to is like taking for granted, like that they'll always be there. Um, and being like, well, I can treat them like shit. Cause it'll, you know, we'll just get over it. But sometimes, you know, things do go too far and some things, things cannot be unsaid. So. True that. Um, Where'd you now? Uh, well, I'll we'll keep talking about the murderer. Let's do I, that. He's brought in. His name is William Dunn. Um, he, what were your thoughts with the death so, row prisoner initially? So initially I, I knew that he had to do something bad because you're on death row. Right. But initially I was thinking that they were going to paint a picture of a guy who was like, look, I'm innocent. It's right. fine. I've come to terms with it. Like I'm going to die. These people stabbed me for the things that they thought that I did. It's whatever. Uh-huh. And they were going to get too emotionally invested. And then when there's the scene <laughs> where Meredith is like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And then Christina's like, she's trying to ask what you did, bro. We want to like, know, bitch. Yeah. The tea. And he's like, no, no, no. It's a valid question. Here's the deal. Um, I imagined myself killing a woman. So I did it. And I loved it. Then I did it like it 17 so more times. Yeah. So fun to kill. Some people are really into pickleball right now. I wanted to slit a woman's throat and have the blood 
ring out on top of me while I bathed. So um, it was interesting because he said it so nonchalantly. So obviously, you know, he's oh, yeah. like Very a psychopath. Totally a yeah, psycho. Legitimately, right? like I know that's a word that everyone likes to throw around willy nilly. I do it all the time, whatever. Um, however, this would probably be like an actual clinically diagnosable case of someone being a psychopath. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and it's just so interesting to see the look on Meredith's face of like, she, kudos to her. She went into it assuming, how bad can it be? He's mm-hmm. fine. Look at this guy. And she then was like, you could see the look on her face, her face of, oh no. Oh yeah. no. This is bad. This is not a good person. <laughs> This is yucky. I don't. This guy this. is on death row. He's PDR yeah, he's for like, a reason. I was gonna do three on Thursday because I like the alliteration, but then I got caught. So he killed five women: one on Monday, two on Tuesday, three on Wednesday. He was gonna make it eight. Uh, so six, one, two, three is six. Maybe it was one, two, two. I think it was one, two, two. Yes. Yeah, and then he was gonna do three on Thursday. Um, fucked up. Real fucked up. But like this guy, who I'm placing an early bet on a living in Shondaland appearance, great acting. Very like, good. wow. Yeah, it's alarming. People like yeah, so that he exist. Comes in, he's, you know, he's in a lot of pain. They're like, we're not giving you more morphine. You're a drug addict, blah, blah, all this stuff. Um, they get the scans back. He has some sharp object in his spine that we later find out is a shiv Mm -hmm. was a toothbrush and now it's weaponry. So, um, you know, he has all this pain, so they have to go into the surgery, take the shiv out, make sure he's not paralyzed and then send him off to be legally euthanized. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's interesting. It's just an interesting storyline that you don't like. It gets into a lot of like justice topics and again, conversations like pro death penalty, pro justice, pro punishment, whatever, whatever. When Chris will like Meredith's like, well, we don't know. We can't judge. And Christina's like, you're right. We can't judge, but a jury of his peers can and did. So like, and that is, you know, that's flawed as our justice system. Maybe that is the way it's set up. So Christina is to her point. She's like, yeah, that's the way that that's who decided it. And that's what they decided. So, I mean, it is what it is. I yeah. Am, you know, I do and ev- believe justice should be served. Personally, I just think there are other things. However, that being said, Larry Nasser did just get stabbed a bunch of times. And I thought, I'm who? not upset about it. Who? The guy who was the gymnast, the Olympic gymnast doctor for like years and years and was um, sexually assaulting very young girls on the mm. Olympic, the U.S. team, like over 300 girls. Yeah, it's fucked he up. he got sentenced to prison and then he went to prison and everyone there was like, you know what? We are criminals and we still think you're a worse person than we are. And we're going to tell you through weaponry. You know, that's one of the things that I've always weirdly admired about criminals. You know, I agree. They're like, anytime it's, that it's anyone like is hurting a kid and they go to jail, all the other people are like, no, no. Not in my jail. We have a code. <laughs> yeah. Like, we don't do that. We kill grownups. Yeah. We don't fuck with a kid. Or like the dudes that uh, like rape and abuse and like beat the shit out of their mm-hmm. wives and get convicted. Yeah. Like they're raped hard. 
Yeah. Like it's, there's a code. There's for sure a code. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Uh, that's why I don't break the law. That's the only reason? It's mostly the only reason. <laughs> because also it's just wrong. I mean, there's a lot of it. Here's the thing. Like I do, a, I don't do a lot of things because it's not the right thing to do. But there's also some things that I'm like, I just, you know, no. Like speeding. Speeding. I don't really speed. I mean, I speed a little bit now because I'm always running late for work. But anyways. Just, just for work. I mean, I run late for everything, but the I work know. thing I'm getting paid for. <laughs> uh, the thing that was it was awkward about this this episode is Meredith and Christina were not hiding their, their fighting at all. There was no coding. Oh yeah. There was no they were just outright savage to each other. Like when with Bailey two is attendings. Like, go go to the meet the chief and they're like, Why? I don't want to go with her. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know, damn, get the fuck out of my way. Shit. Yeah. PDR, <laughs> bitches. Hashtag out. Yeah. Bailey's got bigger fish to fry named Jackson Truly. Prescott. Truly. So yeah, they just that was my thing that was really starting to get annoying with this episode is they were just like not hiding it at all. Yeah, yeah for sure. That's gotta um, be a write-up, right? Unprofessional attitude. Well, not in this hospital. Maybe in a real one. Ooh shit. I forgot to send a text. Um uh, about a hospital? No, about work. <laughs> Fuck that place. Um yeah, anything else on the murderer or on the Derek and Owen of it or Meredith and Christina of it? Um, um we can t- I mean since we're here we can talk about Owen. He was the definition of hot and cold and annoying. Yeah. Like pick a side, stay on it or leave her alone. She even he, said it. I can't deal with this hot yeah. and cold bullshit today. Good stay the hell away from me, dude good for her because at first she goes and tries to talk to him and he ignores her. Then he comes to her and brings her a coffee. Then she goes to him and tries to talk and he's like, I'm working. Then he goes to her and he's like, Hey, do you need a, do you need something? And she's like, I am not like just because now it suits you to talk to me. Like I'm not doing this. I'm not doing hot and cold. Like I'm not here to just trip your savior complex for you to come in and like, take care of me. Leave me the hell alone. Yeah. So I have Not some thoughts about bullshit. this particular thing. I'm okay. wondering if because of his PTSD, he needs to like ultra compartmentalize. Mm-hmm. And when he's working, he's working. When he's with a patient or, or doing anything related to a patient, whether it's looking at a chart, because every time he was saying he was working, he had a chart within it in his hand. He was actually working. The times that he was nice, he wasn't anywhere near a patient. He wasn't involved with the patient. I wonder if there's some sort of like on off switch that he has to hard compartmentalize. And I that and may or may not be the case, but communication is still important. Right. Right. And like you have to realize, like, regardless of what you're doing for your own needs, it does affect other people. Yeah. And not to say don't do that, but like c- consider how it affects other people. Yeah. These yeah, are my it boundaries. was. It was very, these are my pot. So were you were you referring to the Jonah the Jonah yes. Hill thing? Yes. Are you are you on Jonah's side or are you against Jonah? No. Those You're aren't against. boundaries. It's not boundaries. Those aren't boundaries. You can't work with men is not a boundary. Yeah. It's not. 
I don't care how nicely you said it. I don't care what therapy jargon you use to threaten your significant other. It's not a boundary. It's controlling. There's a difference. You can set boundaries. You're well within your rights. But if your boundary, quote unquote, is don't be around other men, that feels like a you problem. Deal with that in therapy. Yeah. Don't maybe spend less time making documentaries about your friendship with your therapist and just actually do the therapy. Yeah. Yeah. There's... So I had a lot of thoughts on that, too. Uh, we're not going to go down this. This is probably the next Patreon episode. We'll need to, like, actually yeah. dig into this. It'll be old school dude thoughts style where we uh, mm-hmm. we, we keep up with the times. Remember Army Hammer? <laughs> oh, my God. That fucker. Remember when we searched BDSM live on Reddit and I was I so didn't. concerned? I told you not to do it. There was a fish hook in her butthole. Uh, I told him not to do it. She did tell me not to do it. A link in the bio. Uh, it won't be. Don't worry. Uh, so <laughs> I think the the problem that I, I was feeling when I was reading that text and I was reading comments around the, the screenshot mm-hmm. is people were like, no, he's just being upfront and honest. Like, that's totally on her to stick with it. And I'm like, yes, but there's going to be another person who maybe doesn't feel as comfortable leaving that's going to get emotionally involved in this. And that's not okay. Also, like, it, I th- I think a lot of people were mad at her for sharing it because they're like, oh, it's a private text. Whatever, whatever. That That's like, if that's your argument, that's probably the only valid, quote, valid-ish argument that you have. I think that if she wants to, sh- like, help others by being like, these are early signs of manipulation, control, and emotional abuse. Good job on drinking your alcohol. Finish the bottle. I think that's what she's doing because, like, if you read her responses, like, she's not giving him pushback. Like, she's like, you're right. Like, but now, like, going, you know, after this breakup and going through therapy herself, she realizes, like, that's not just quote unquote boundaries. That's control, manipulation, and emotional abuse. So I think she, in her mind, is by sharing those, like, helping other people see. And, you know, maybe he's not that person anymore. I hope he's not. I hope he actually got useful therapy and not just documentary therapy. Right. Um, but anyways, again, yeah, that's a whole other thing. Let's talk about this episode. Yes. Owen also needs therapy. <laughs> Moral of the That's story. the point. That's what we're trying to say here. Yeah. Although really everyone in the show needs therapy. Although kudos to Meredith for the only person that we were seeing live in therapy. Oh, we did see um, Han in therapy. That's right. That's right. We didn't what? see the session. We just saw that she was in the room with the therapist. Was that when Meredith walked in and she's like, get the fuck out, Meredith. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. That's funny. Yeah. So with the murderer guy, did you remember mm-hmm. watching this episode live? Yes. What was your reaction when the guy started explaining all the women he killed? Like, did you, do you have a knee jerk reaction? Like, did you remember that? I literally, I was like, this is a joke. Like he's going to say, just kidding. I did X. I did something else. Like I stole billions of dollars. Although I don't think they'd give you the death penalty. Like they're really only going to give you the death penalty for killing someone. Like, yeah, I don't think there's a scenario where you get the death penalty and you didn't kill someone. Um, but I literally, I just remember like, cause of the way he says it, I was like, he's going to say he's lying. The punchline never came like ever. Yeah. It's not a funny joke, so no. <laughs> yeah. Um I yeah, he's um 
a very good actor and uh, very, very disturbing. <laughs> Which so is so I'm ha- I'm so. having a hard time remembering though. He's still in this. He's still in the show. We don't have closure on him, right? We do not have closure on him. So is he going to be back next week? I we do not have closure on him. Okay. All right. <laughs> next episode on Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Addison is um. back. Murderer <laughs> is loose. <laughs> um, oh, Shonda. Uh, I've been, I I've been watching a little bit of Bridgerton. Of it's that. not good. Oh, yeah. <gasps> How dare you? It's... Yes, it is. It's You're fine. You're incorrect. Also, the music. I love the music on that show. Yeah, the there was they were doing a, a violin version of a pop song. Yes. At one of the dances. Was it Miley? Was it the mm, Miley one? No. They do. I think they do. Okay. It was it, so like I just watched a couple of episodes where they go from like the Duke is like on her in the garden and then she they do a fake duel and then not a fake duel. It's a real duel, but it, there's no one gets hurt. And they're right. like, we're to be wed. And then they get married and then they like fuck a lot. And then she forces oh, him. They fuck so much. Yeah. And then she forces him to come inside her. Uh, and then he's like, why would you do that? And then she's like, there's a difference between can't and won't. There it is. Yeah. That's the show. Really? Mm-hmm. I like Anyways. the next season where like where a guy's afraid of getting killed by bees. Well, his dad was killed by bees. <laughs> My father was killed by a bee. <laughs> he was. I know. Did you not? <laughs> I know he was. I just will sit there and Jessica will just be like, oh, like you're paying attention. I'm like, no, I'm not paying attention. I just can't actively not pay attention. I'm not watching this, but also all of these people are pissing me off. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. My sister was watching when we lived together. Um, the Real Housewives of New Jersey and Michael kept like walking through the room and she was watching it for like the full day. And at some point he just stopped and go like, cause he is also one that like, if a screen is on, he like won't look away even if he like hates what's happening. <laughs> so he walks through at some point and one of this one, this actually like insane woman was running her mouth and Michael goes, okay, I don't care about any of this, but that woman's a fucking liar. <laughs> In that defense, woman is a fucking liar. A fucking liar. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Anything else with prison guy? No, I think we got it all with the prison guy and and uh, Derek and Owen and Christina and Meredith. What about broken hip lady? Sweet old m- little pod, little Margaret. Alcohol who's like, what, like thirty. Yeah. And so she's had six bo- broken bones in a year or some shit. I knew she had some sort of thyroid tumor. How does any doctor? Like, I'm sorry, on, like, the third one, how is the doctor not like, we should investigate this. You're yeah. young and healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And then, what does she say? Um, Denver. I'm going to I'm Denver. I'm going to Denver. I'm going to Disney World or Disneyland. It's cold as shit in Denver. You Never been breathe. to Denver. Although I did have some friends breathe. stay with us who live out in Fort Collins, Colorado. It's about an hour we away do from be Denver. legal there. Doobie. Exactly. Smoking doobie. Um, so, yeah. She, uh, George, George is her doctor. George, Callie, and Mark 
or her doctors. And she has many, many broken bones. And George figures out, like, that's not normal. Let's let's look into this. And they find a tumor that's, like, sucking all the calcium out of her body. And calcium, guys, that's what makes your bones strong. If you'll remember childhood when they told you to drink milk, because that's what would make your bones strong. They got milk. Calcium in the milk. Big milk. Um, so, yeah. Margaret. The only other thing that I thought it could have been was uh, anorexia. Mm-hmm. But I was I was remembering a different patient from Scrubs who ended up being anorexic. Mm-hmm. And then I was getting a couple of patients mixed up because there was one who was anorexic and then there was one who actually was HIV positive. Ah. Yeah. Mixed up. <laughs> yeah. So, but there was a couple of things that I was thinking through my head, but my first, my first, my knee jerk reaction was that she's got a thyroid issue. Yeah. Not a doctor, but kind of a doctor. Put that on some merchandise. Beautiful. Um, what else? Anything else about Margaret? No, but every interaction where Mark, Lexi, and Callie are in the same area is just gold. Comedic gold. When there's at one point where... Um, so, like, the lady is is yelling. She's on her, like, come on! And uh, Lexi walks up, and she's like... Anything else, Dr. Sloan? And then he's like, he turns to Kelly and goes, this is torture. (laughs) Let's talk about um, Lexi coming up to the two of them and asking to be on the case and Mark being like, no. And her walking away and Kelly goes, you slept with her? Like immediately figures it out. Yes. Like you slept with her. He goes, absolutely not. Just once. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I, I really enjoy the two of them together. They've got great comedic chemistry. I freaking love their friendship. It's so incredible. Also, I love that they're friends and they still were like, all right, let's bang this out. And then they were like, oh, we can't, we can't do it. It's not working. Pussy out like a boss. And then they say they're going to have a 12 step program. And Mark says, what are the steps? And Kelly says, don't get naked with hot interns. That's a one, one step program. That's the post. Yeah. She, so also Callie's just so funny because Mark has already slept with Lexi. Callie mm-hmm. is just actively avoiding Sadie and she hasn't even had the conversation. Hiding. She is hiding. From and Sadie. it's so funny. She gets the, Oh, you just got a piece of lint in your hair. Let me just throw my tits in your face, by the way, while I'm at it. <laughs> like and Callie's like, Come on! Did you see that? Did you see that? He's like, these interns are sexed up stalkers. <laughs> All right, calm down. Wait, what was his exact quote? Because his exact quote was was funnier. It was uh, oh, it's shit, sexed up say? stalkers. No, but he says he says something else with it. Um, I thought he said something else too. No, shit. What the fuck? Okay, I'm telling you, I'm 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 correct. I thought there was a second half of that. They're sexed up stalkers that, uh, oh no, it's, that's what it was. These interns are out of control. Stalkers, sexed up stalkers. Yeah. I was just, I thought there was something else at the end, but it was at the beginning. But I, I do agree that the Callie and Mark dynamic is top, top tier, top 
tier friendships. Yeah. I really am enjoying. He goes, she violated me with her nakedness. <laughs> Same, bro. I get it. That's how I made a baby. Ay, ay, ay. Also, here's the thing. Can I just say, regardless of the age situation, because I don't know Mark's age. Mm-hmm. They're a cute couple. Mark and Lexi, they're kind of cute together. Oh, I'm rooting for them. <laughs> You're rooting for them. They've had sex once. Well, I I'm guess s- they left together at the end of this episode. Oh, yeah, they did. They're going to fuck. I'm, I'm also still Denver. I'm still actively rooting. Get away from me. Uh, get out of my space. Uh, I'm still actively rooting for the Mark, Callie, Han threesome. <laughs> Don't there's a chance, there's a one, chance. <laughs> and burke films it okay all righty um anything else with callie and mark and the interns uh no they're just really funny it's i think it's it's great comedic writing that's the thing that i've really grown to appreciate about this show they're not mm-hmm. just really good dramatic writers they've got a i don't know enough about these people individually i've never seen the guy who plays Mark or the the girl who plays Lexi and other stuff or the girl mm-hmm. who plays Callie um or I'm sorry uh person person thank you um the the person who plays Callie uh I've never seen any of these folks in other mm-hmm. shows so I have no point of reference but I wonder how much of that was like ad-libbed or they were just improvising and they had a couple of lines and to me it's it feels like either a really good writing by the by the writers or mark is just a really good improv and callie are just they're they're just going at it yeah so anyways kudos to them and and their their scenes um okay let's talk about izzy and alex and denny should we do that after a word from our sponsors we should do that after a word from our sponsors Wonderful. Regional sponsors, take it away. One of the best things about finishing a great book is knowing that you have another one ready to go in your to be read pile. With Book of the Month, you can make sure that your to be read pile stays stocked and ready to go. Each month, you can use the app to select from five to seven titles vetted and curated by the team at Book of the Month, focusing specifically on debut authors and early releases. If you can't choose just one, you can always upgrade and add more from your selection. And if that TBR pile starts to get a little too tall, you can skip as many months as you need to give yourself a little extra time to catch up on what you have. Personally, I am a huge fan of suspense and psychological thrillers, so I was very excited to see multiple books on the selection list for May that fit that description. I selected two different titles, both of which are set in Washington State, just like our favorite show, Grey's Anatomy. I thoroughly enjoyed The Return of Ellie Black, the first thriller novel from Amico Jean, and have Middle Tide by Sarah Crouch ready to read on my road trip next week. Right now, you can sign up for Book of the Month and use code PEDALS to get your first book for only $5. That's code PEDALS, P-E-T-A-L-S, to get your first book for only $5. Watch out for that blue box at your door and get your TBR pile stocked and ready. And we are back. Thank you for the regional sponsors and all of your words of wisdom. 
you have the Grey's Academy seal of approval unless you're garbage. Oh, okay. Um, well, we're going to go ahead and visit everyone's favorite segment, Living in Shondaland. Living in Shondaland! Brought to you by The Meat Stick. Hey there, everyone. Carmen here, one half of the Grey's Academy podcast, paired up with our dear friend, Kelsey. We've got some exciting news for you, and we want to share all about our friends at The Meat Stick. Are you tired of undercooked or overcooked meat? Me too. The Meat Stick wireless meat thermometer is the solution. With its advanced technology, you can achieve perfect meat dishes every time and take full control of your cooking. The Meat Stick is the first smart wireless meat thermometer engineered with versatility and durability in mind to withstand almost all ways of cooking. Whether you're grilling, smoking, using a pellet grill, in the oven, or even an air fryer, the Meat Stick is versatile enough to master it all. The Meat Stick enables you to easily monitor your meat's temperature during the cook, providing real-time data on your phone to achieve steakhouse quality at home. Now, I've been using the Meat Stick for a couple of weeks, and I've done beef, pork, chicken, fish, and everything has come out perfect every single time. I was doing a ribeye the other night, and it was the perfect medium rare. And I was able to set the ambient temperature and the internal temperature that I wanted. The app also made sure to yell at me because at one point I didn't stick the sensor all the way into the meat and some of it was exposed. And it sent this little alert saying, hey, Carmen, you got to go out and check your thermometer because it's not all the way in. So there's a lot of fail safes to keep this thing acting the way that it should, top of its game for a long period of time. Make sure you hit that link in our description of this episode to go right to the webpage for the meat stick to make sure you show our support and make sure you let us know on our Instagram pages or through our email how you like the product and tag on Instagram whenever you're cooking. We'll see you out there, everyone, and back to the show. Carmen, Carmen, you sound so good. Yeah, right? Dang. All right. So this episode Your message is so clear and consistent. One man and one woman. All right. So I'm going to guess it's murderer guy. No. Fuck you. Shit. All right. Jackson Prescott. I'll point for that. And no, it's not Jackson Prescott. Prescott. What the fuck? Okay, I'm out. So it's the um, man who heals over dead, the doctor, Kinley. At the beginning. Oh, okay. And sweet. Tough break. Sweet for that baby guy. broken hit Margaret. Uh, okay. Um, and then okay. I will shout out before we do the other two. Eric Stoltz is the actor who plays um, the murderer, William Dunn. He was not in any other Shondaland shows, but he, before this episode, directed two other episodes of Grace. And he directed episodes of both Private Practice and How to Get Away with Murder. So he's oh. not in Living with Shondaland, but he is directing in Living in Shondaland. <laughs> he's he's in Shondaland. He's just not in the context that we're specifically right, right, right. guessing yeah. for. Mm-hmm, exactly. So that's awesome. Yeah. Great job, Eric. Great acting. Mm-hmm. Dang. Very talented gentleman, clearly. Um, Perry Reeves plays Margaret. She was in one episode of Private Practice. Um, John Sloman played Dr. Kinley and he was in a different episode of private practice. And that is Shondaland for this week. Remember that one time Melly Grant was in Shondaland? Yes. I mean, private practice. I was like, 
What? Yeah, I remember. She was also in several episodes of Criminal Minds. And Scrubs. And Scandal. I don't even remember what the last thing. So here's here's the thing with Scandal. Jessica has lost interest, so I really need to. I just, just, just got to watch it, it without, without her. And I think the last thing. Spoiler alert. Skip ahead if you haven't watched Scandal. So it just came out that Eli Pope was the one who blasted. Uh, what's his name? Through the brain. Mm-hmm, the president. Elect. Yeah. President elect. Uh I know who you're talking about. Frankie, 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 Frankie Muniz. Um, <laughs> yes, Frankie Muniz. Gosh, remember the whole 2000s? <laughs> okay, while we're on um, the rails, um, <laughs> we speaking of the 2000s, we're actually going to, if you are, we've had a lot of friends recently come and find our podcast and binge it. Welcome. We are so glad you're here. If you are now caught up and you are looking for another podcast in the same realm, we have a promo for you. These are two girly pops and they have a podcast network called the Total Betty Podcast Network. And they actually have done several rewatch shows um, like early, early 2000s, like teeny bopper shows. You know, like they've got the OC, they've got Friday Night Lights, they've done Pretty Little Liars, Gossip Girl. And what am I missing? There's another one. I can't remember. Right one now. Tree Hill. One Tree Hill. Yes. Thank you. Yes. So um, Total Betty Podcast Network has all of those shows on there and we are going to play their promo for you now. Listen up. Michelle? Yes. That was a weird Michelle. Hi. <laughs> anyway, I was going to ask you a question about millennials and what do you think is like the number one thing they do? to just avoid the world and when it's closing in on them and they feel anxiety. Mm, well, I know I disassociate. Yes, absolutely. I was thinking I would rewatch my favorite TV shows. Something better to escape to. Yes. And escaping into the arms of Tim Riggins really sounds good about now. Ooh, don't we all? But you know, I am a Seth Cohen kind of girl. You are. Okay, Elder Millennial, did we spark your interest? If so, you should check out Total Betty Podcast Network because these early 2000s shows are our specialty. So if you like the Scott Bros in Tree Hill or Bagels and a Schmear in Newport Beach. Wait, what about Queen Tammy Taylor showing the men who's boss Hell yeah. Possibly the wildness that are both Gossip Girl and PLL. Yeah, you can listen weekly as we dive deep and critique all in good fun your favorite shows. Rewatch with us or start for the first time. We're spoiler free up in here. Listen to Tree Hill Talk. Let's Talk OC. Three Gossip Girls. Talk in Texas forever. And our newest fan cast, We Are Liars, wherever you get your podcasts. You're a total Betty. That was good. Thanks, ladies. So, yeah, if, I know tight. I've had a, a lot of people reach out and say they've been binging and, and even saying that they like are kind of slowing down because they don't want to run out of episodes. But if you do, that would definitely be in like the same realm if you've watched any of those shows, something worth checking out and enjoying. So now we will get back other, to Grace. Well, just real quick on, on that note with their Grace. podcast. Oh, no, not into Grey's. We're done. We're done with that show. We're moving on to a different show. We're calling it quits right here. Actually, it's so crazy how many people I talk to who are like, yeah, after like season five or six, I stopped watching. We are not them. Nope. We're committed to we the, to the bit. For, for all of it. 
uh, one of the things that I really like about that uh, the the podcast that um, oh my gosh the um, Total Betty the Bettys the mm-hmm. Total Bettys the Total Betty podcast network is that there's so many shows that they do yeah right and I think when we talk about all the other shows we want to do. Who knows? It's the total, mm. the total Carmen and Kelsey podcast. The thing that they've done is is um, pick shows that have reasonable amounts of seasons. The thing that we've done is the opposite. So, right, right. <laughs> one day, who knows? Um, well, anyways. how to get away with murder only had four or five seasons. I think six, I had six. Five so that's six. reasonable. Let's let's do that next. Let's do a rewatch of that because that was a great show. It was a good show. We have to finish. Remember this. when? Spoiler alert! Skip ahead 30 seconds. Remember when I told you that I was going to stop watching the show when Connor died and he died the second to last episode? Connor did not die. You mean Asher. Asher! Fuck! Connor was at that funeral. Anyways, okay. Connor was at the funeral. Grey's Anatomy. Let's talk about Izzy and Jenny and Alex. Denny is still there. Izzy is still fucking him. She wants to tell Alex... And Denny's like, no, he's going to think you're crazy. So he tells, she tells him, but downplays it. Um, he's like, oh yeah, like my, I saw dead people in my dreams. And she's like, yes, it's exactly like that. And then he's like, is it though? Is it like that? Did you fuck them? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, my grandmother came to me in a dream and told me not to touch myself in the bathtub. And she's like, yes, it is like that. And Denny was like, in what way is this like that? And he's so offended. He's like, really? Like, it's a bit more complex, is he? Um, I'm here for you. <laughs> his, his catchphrase. Um, so then uh, he, she tells him again, but like pushes it more. And she's like, we do stuff. We, we bone and he's like, okay, so like you have a fantasy. She's like, I don't understand why you are not being weird about this. Um, which it is, is a bit fair, weird though. It is weird. She's also doing a bad job explaining it. Like we as an audience yeah. think it's weird because we are seeing like the whole story. She's not doing a good job explaining it. And Alex yeah. is like trying to be understanding. And he's like, you know, you're just, you know, you're grieving. You're trying to work through it. We can... <laughs> We're here for each other. It's fine. Like, I'm not going anywhere just because you're clearly an insane person. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. What does he say it's at one fine. point? He's like, I mean, I wish you were thinking about me. Or chicks. And fucking me. And yeah. Or chicks. That <laughs> <laughs> was some Carmen shit. Uh, honestly, I'm not super into the, like, like the girl on girl porn has never been something that I've been super into. It usually needs to be girl on girl on girl on girl porn. Oh. Or girl on girl on girl on girl on guy porn. I see. I see. Um, yeah. Also, it's Izzy's birthday. Yes. So understated. So very weird. Much, very much. I thought George was joking in the beginning of the episode. He goes, oh, happy, happy birthday, Well, Izzy. he says that, and then it's a very long time before it comes up again. Yeah. That's why I thought he was joking. Yeah. So it comes up at the lunch table. They're all talking, and um, he's like, what do you guys, what are, what are you doing about it? And Christina's like, I've planned an elaborate birthday party with many, many cakes and gifts. And George is like, oh, well, I think Alex should do something about it. Alex clearly didn't even know it was her birthday, which is not on him. Like, she didn't tell him. Um, so also, then, we're led to believe that George and Izzy are best friends. So, yeah. 
Um, and so then Alex bakes her the cutie cake. Precious, precious moment. Um, and this end scene with the cake really hurt me because he's like, make a wish. And she says, what if I already have everything I could possibly want? And the look on his face is like, wow, she's talking about me. And she's not. And that makes me feel sad in my heart. And then he goes, well, Izzy, just wish that nothing changes. It just bummed it me out. Like, just like how happy he looked. And we've seen Alex go through a lot of growth really? and change so much over shit the seasons. He's gone through. And yes, he is coming out on the other side, a better person. So it's just like hard to see him. I'm like, cause like, you know, he doesn't know everything, but like the potential for him to be hurt is just looming. The thing he's not, she's not cheating on him physically. Would you consider this an emotional cheating knowing the context? No. Would you? Because it's all... No. Okay. But that's what I'm I'm trying to think, like, ahead to if they get into right. an argument. Is Alex going to be like, you are emotionally cheating on me with someone who doesn't exist. <laughs> that's not real cheating. That's like if you and I started having an emotional affair. That's cheating because you're a real person. Right. It's a gross thing that right. you just said. <laughs> that's like, tr- you okay, remember? you know what? Fuck. Fuck you. Fuck you. No, no, no. Listen, this is, do you remember in Friends when Joey tells Ross that he likes Rachel and then Ross goes to talk to Monica about it and he goes, Ross, or he's like, Joey and Rachel, that's like me and you dating, but weirder. And Monica goes, okay, I want to be supportive, but don't say that again. So I felt just yes. Um, uh, so the point of what I'm trying to say yes, is that there's Kelsey a difference me. between people who there's exist a and people who are dead. Yeah, because if I have an emotional affair with Marilyn Monroe, mm-hmm. people are going to call me insane. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They uh, would, but they I wasn't engaged that. to her, I guess. Yeah, that's difference. probably. You did not contribute to her death like the U.S. government did. I didn't cut her LVAD wire. Um, and, uh, yeah, so... I don't know what else there is to say about that. Izzy and so Alex with, and, and then I want to go back to that lunch table scene. Yes. When they're talking and mm-hmm. Meredith shows up and like, she actually chimes in and she goes, all crimes are crimes of passion. Yes. And then everyone walks away. No, and Christina's Christina. like, well, yeah, Christina, but then the conversation ends and she's that's like, okay, this is so awkward. No, Izzy goes, when you kill her, is it going to be a crime of passion? Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. She, <sighs> I do like that. She said all crimes are crimes of passion. People don't do those things because they forget it's illegal. No, they didn't. He didn't like this murder. Didn't forget it was illegal. He was just like, how about I do it anyways? I don't think that's a crime of passion. That's no. just crime. Just crime. It's a cr- also well, like I don't like the argument of crime of passion. Like if your argument is 
I was so mad that I had to kill or harm a person. I don't think that you need to be just out wandering the streets. Cause what if someone else makes you so mad that you do it again? Crime of passion. That, that argument is I am not in control of my own emotions. So feel sorry for me. Punish me less. Yeah. Um, honestly, like weirdly, weirdly good episode for Alex overall. Yeah. Um, he 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 was talking about when like shows, when when Izzy says we have sex and he's like cool about it. Yeah. He's not he's not judgmental in any capacity really in this whole episode, which I think is really really great. Although there is precedent because with Ava, he was never super judgmental except for the times when she was like kind of wishy washy on not leaving her husband and the kid being not there for some weird reason. Yeah. But when it came to their her mental uh, and emotional baggage and the trauma that she'd gone through, he was always very supportive. Right. So that's kind of a thing that I think we're seeing with Alex here. Um. So, what was his note that I have? He's pretty cool about it. Oh, and he goes, "Can he see me do this?" And I was like, "Yeah, dude, he can." Uh, and then yeah, it, dude, <laughs> I think I Denny. See you. And then Denny, I think, says, I got things to do. And I'm like, and then she goes, no, don't stop. And he's like going to town on Izzy. Yeah. He's. And then the next time we see her, she's just laying on that procedure table fully naked. So they've just boned in whatever room this is. Good. I'm pro, pro sex. Let's do it. I'm pro sex and a sex pro. And Denny's there. And that's when she's like, I want like I want to be happy. And he's like, I want you to be happy. And she's like, well, both of you make me happy. So are you going to make me choose? And he goes, I could never make you do anything that would make you unhappy or something like that. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird for me more than it is for you, well, because yeah. I don't know how this storyline ends. The thing. You keep not making predictions and I'm going to, I know that you don't know, but at some point you're going to have to make a prediction on it because that's the premise I, of this podcast. I predict that she has a tumor and she's actually going to die. And these visions, he's, he's, he's transitioning her into the afterlife. Transitioning her. So she's already dead. She's dying. She's dying. Terminal, so terminal he cancer. Is, he is her light at the end of the tunnel, the nice warm light. Yes. Yes. That's my prediction. That is my official prediction because I can't think of anything else. Okay. I genuinely don't know what these writers were thinking. And I wish if you were watching this show live and you have any idea or like if you predicted it right and it happened can you just message Kelsey and say exactly what you think that I missed so that when the reveal comes, we can all reminisce about it, please. Cause uh, I'm real. This, this storyline frustrates me. I just don't get it. The most frustrating thing about this storyline is like, it just keeps going. <laughs> like how many episodes yeah. are we even on now? Like it's already been like four or five episodes. all season, all season. So, um, do we have anything else on Izzy and Denny and Alex? No, but I, I do. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And we're going to see all the graph. We're going to see peens. Peens and weens. 
peens, weens, vagines, and automobiles. Okay, so I think all that's left is um, the Jackson Prescott, Bailey, Weber, Arizona situation. Yeah, that's a pretty big that's a pretty big storyline. So take it away. So we meet Jackson, and um, he is a pediatric patient with something wrong with his tummy, where they keep having to go in and like resecting parts of his bowel. He's been a patient that Dr. Bailey has treated for many, many years, and he is back again. She is bonded to him and his mother. It's a single mother. She works like crazy multiple jobs to make sure that there's enough health care to or health coverage so that he can have health care, um, which should not have to be her priority when she has a very sick child. But that's America. So here we are. Um, and then... Uh, she, I love the scene where she like tells Alex, she's like, these people are special. And the mom tries to cut her off. She's like, don't like, we're going to take care of them. Like, don't fuck around. Like they're here. And like, these are people we treat well. Like she treats everyone well, but like, obviously she has an extra connection to him and the mom. So that's nice. I love it when we, when we see patients that have backstories with our doctors. So, um, Dr. Kinley is the pediatric doctor on the case and they've been doing whatever same treatment of just cutting out his tummy for however long. Um, and then he, uh, keels over and dies on top. of. I was shocked, shocked by that. (laughs) Oh yeah. Good stuff. Hold on. Here's my, here's my, uh, Here's my actual my actual notes. Okay. okay. All caps. Whoa. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> A lot of question marks and exclamation points. Still all caps. The doctor just passed out? All question mark caps, uh, question mark, exclamation points. And I was like, but that boy low key is just holding on the lollipops in his hand. LOL. And then those were all lowercase, by the way. And then all caps again. Wait, he just died? (laughs) Yeah. Just had a stroke and died? Certainly, certainly did die. Like, what an emotion. I thought he just had, like, like he passed out. I thought, man, he's going to make a full recovery. That dude is dead. (laughs) Dead before he hit the deck. Direct quote from Miranda Bailey. Man. And then Bailey just tells Weber and he's like, says nothing, then walks away. Can't not today. Not to, I can't be dealing with shit today. Not today. Satan. So let's finish up the Weber and then we'll come back to it. So he is hiding. Bailey comes in and yells at him because she doesn't like Arizona, which we'll come, come back to. Um, what I really liked from this storyline is the moment with Derek where Derek comes in and finds him. And he's like, are you upset to lose this man, this colleague? And he's like, no, he was a shitty person. Like, he was a good doctor, and I fucking hated him, and no one's going to miss him. Like, oh. And then Derek's like, is this about your mortality? And Richard says, no, this is about, I'm worried about my hospital dying. Like, I can't find anyone to replace him. No one wants to come work here. Like, Han left. um, Addison left. Burke left. Dixon won't come, which we need to touch back on that. Wait, um, he said that. Wait, he said Dixon won't come. No, he said Dixon's autistic. 
Oh, he said Dixon's autistic. Yeah, that's... Um, and then, so that's, he's just upset about that. And then he looks at Derek and says, isn't this the part where you're supposed to give me a rousing lecture? And Derek says, I have to stitch back together a serial killer. I don't have a rousing lecture in me, which to circle back last episode, um, with the sisters where the one died. And at the end of the episode, he's talking to Meredith and he's like, I just like, I'm so sick of death. And we didn't talk on it earlier when we were talking about this, which we definitely should have. Um, But we're drinking. Uh, And uh, when he's like, I fight so hard to save lives and like to keep people alive. And this man comes in here and he has no respect for life and he just kills people for fun. And he has the nerve to tell me that we're two sides of the same coin. Because like Derek's already intense. intense. Again, like he was so affected last episode by Holly dying. And being like, I'm just sick of death. Like I lose more people than I save. And so then to hear that, like after that, I think that's going to like strike a nerve. And then also with his dad being murdered as well. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I would imagine that most doctors have a problem with murderers and, and looking most at people the justice should system, probably right? have right. With murderers. In yes, my opinion. Yes. Absolutely. Serial killers, especially. Mm -hmm. And there's a difference between the voluntary and the involuntary manslaughter, right? We're not going to go down that road. But just realize that we recognize that as well, okay? It's got to be frustrating. It's got to be so challenging mentally to deal with that. And it's a very unique position for Derek to be in. Because how I feel like every every TV show except I can't remember one in Scrubs, but there was definitely one in New Amsterdam and pr- I think in House where they were tra- they were treating a murderer. Mm-hmm. Not the dictator episode from House, but the murderer episode from House, and also we had a dictator episode in New Amsterdam as well. So, anyways, yeah, it's got to be challenging. It's tough. It's creating these really intricate like thought processes that we're getting to see unfold, and I really like that. But Weber being upset about his hospital makes sense. But like, maybe have a little bit of empathy to the guy who just died. Yeah. Uh, maybe a smidge. Maybe, maybe. Um, okay. So I'm glad we said the Dixon thing because we had a couple people reach out and kind of clarify yes. some things with for us. And we want to talk on this because we did not know this and we have learned the term Asperger's is actually now outdated because the person who it is named for is a no Nazi. So we no longer mm-hmm. use the term Asperger's. So we would like to retroactively apologize on that. We did not know that. And we have learned. So thank you for educating us. Um, and we want to shout out our friend who educated us. Are we not sharing the name or should we just say, you I know who you are? Because I didn't. Yes. I didn't okay. clarify you know that who you I are. can, but this, they sent an email in um, yeah. that was informative and helpful. And again, these are the reasons that we appreciate um, you guys communicating it with us because like, we didn't know that um, this person um, has experience with the autism spectrum. Um, autism is the preferred term and um, they also mentioned the good doctor specifically and said that that show has also been panned as bad reputation or er, representation 
um, and sent um, an article for me to to read over that is also helpful. But um, yes, so we wanted to say thank you to that person. I'm sorry, I should have asked if if I could mention her by name, but I didn't, so I don't That's want okay. to. Um, we we appreciate. To, We'll have to send them this exact link and, and maybe a timestamp so we can yeah. they, they know that we talked about this. But um, I think it's it's just an interesting thing to like. I don't know if the writers thought that that was such a big deal. I, I wonder, is there any blog posts you have for this episode? It's just an interesting thing that they list all of these things about people leaving. And then he goes to and Dixon's autistic. Right. Yeah. Like it's what what was your point with that? Ever? Like, why was yeah. that something? It's not like anyone runs she's, around and and, she's and calls doctor, out that they're clearly. women or like skin color. Like, why do we got to talk yeah. about the autism thing? I just I didn't understand what the writers were getting at with that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know. Also, that yeah, again, that storyline has not aged great. Right. Um, and also on this note, Katya had mentioned we mentioned this a couple weeks ago. We want to say it again. July is Disability Pride. An awareness month so um it is take time to like recognize that there are a plethora of disabilities some of them are visible some of them are invisible none of them are lesser because of either of those things so um yeah like any, jessica yes jessica's deaf and you would never know it to look at her especially when mm-hmm. she doesn't ever put in her hearing aids yeah yeah although um, she's been getting a lot better at putting her hearing aids in which is good, good. Michael also has a crazy, crazy, crazy eyeball um, disability that has an insane name and is crazy rare, and I can never remember the name of it, but it makes it very difficult for him to, like, read large chunks at a time. Like, his eyes will literally swell up and, like, turn red and just, like, leak water. It's very unsettling. And explode. He's got two glass eyes. Um, So, yes, there are disabilities of all kinds, and um, accessibility is important. And representation matters, but representation that is good and correct and not representation for representation's sake, if that makes sense. Or representation to be the butt of a joke. Exactly. Which I felt like. That's where Dixon is landing in the last episode. That's where Dixon's landing. Yeah. We don't love it. Like, hey, we have an autistic portrayed character. Let's shit on her. Yeah. I don't know. Not great. Um. Okay, so yes, we wanted to mention that before we forgot. Um, okay, so then, so Bailey um, has the new doctor, Arizona Robbins. What did you think of her? Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> Podcast, John. I didn't. I literally didn't even try to hide that. I just leaned in and I said, let's fucking do <laughs> this, yawn. Consume the microphone in my mouth. <laughs> well... I so here's the thing. I actually like this character. Okay. Not because there's no specific reason other than she's likable. She 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 kind of goes toe to toe with Bailey, but in like a respectful way. In a respectful, yeah. It's it's like, hey, Bailey, this person should have been on the transplant list. A long time ago. Like, why after the second time you guys did a resection of his bowel did you guys not think, something's wrong. We should do something more. And I get where she's coming from. 
unfortunately, I also get where Bailey's coming from because at the end of the day, she's she's great. She's Bailey, right? Yeah. But she's still a resident. Mm-hmm. And these people, this this Kenley guy was running pediatric surgery. Mm-hmm. So I just think that she was sitting there learning and this was the correct course of treatment. Mm-hmm. And Arizona's like, we're going to give this kid, what was it, eight inches of bowel? What yeah. is it? He's had 12 bowel bowel resections. We're going to give him eight inch, 10, 10 inches left. And his liver is toast. Yeah. And Bailey knew this, this family the whole time. Also the end scene. Fuck you, Shonda. My gosh. Oh yeah. We'll, we'll get there in a second. But yeah, I actually like this character a lot. I know they're trying to paint her as kind of like a, I don't know really how they're painting her, but with that line that Bailey has of, she didn't even change her name from Arizona, so clearly she's got terrible judgment, yeah. right? Like, yeah, I, when she's going to bitch about her to Richard, and she's who didn't have enough sense to change her name to something other than Arizona, which shows poor judgment. Yeah, and I actually like the Weber's response when he's like, you know, you thought. Hold on, I think I have the whole thing here. Find it. Fill for time. So. The as she's getting there, the beginning part of the the episode when we start getting these little these little uh, nibbles and crumbs that Jackson wants Alex to fill out his Make a Wish Foundation sign, and Alex like no dude like what no come on get out of here kick rocks, uh and and the kids like no yeah I just need help picking out some stuff like on the off chance whatever and then. Kenley was totally going to sign this for me. And Alex is like, dude, you are a liar. I see. You know who invented the con? Me, kid. And when they say me, they're talking about a character based on me, Carmen.Gabriel.Official at InstagramGallery81.com. That's who they're talking about. Uh, Anyways, okay. I want to know this quote because it is funny. Also, first of all, when Bailey says, I know that this is important. And Richard says, every conversation I have is important. Incredible. Savage. Um, and Savage. she says, That's how I feel every day re- of my life. <laughs> Kenley has been replaced with an infant on roller skates named Arizona. And then the judgment. Um, and then she goes on and on and on. And then um, he says, Dr. Bailey, you thought Shepard was a haircut. You didn't like Han. And you think that Dr. Sloan is a hussy. Can you name any attending you thought was good? And she says, well, I've always been a fan of your work. And he says, Arizona Robbins was the top of her class like you. And she was chief resident like you. And she's the best anyone's seen any in a long time, just like you. She is who we have. We don't have anyone else. Deal with it. It's good. It's a good moment. Well, the other the other cool moment that happens, too, is like Bailey. Bailey stands her ground later on. And Arizona's like, look bitch just call this man and when he this guy you that i am correct then you can get your shit together what does she say he's he's the foremost pediatric surgeon at john hopkins all right that's gotta mean something yeah call him come talk to me and then we'll go from there okay yeah also the patient is to blame the patient is sick the pate like none of this is my fault as the yeah. doctor, I'm here to help. The patient is sick. Yeah. We're doing what we can. That was actually really... So we we go... Uh, this is what's what the frustrating thing about the show. 
we get the weird autism, Dixon autism line from Weber. Mm -hmm. And then we get this line where the writers know that sometimes the patient is just bad and it sucks and you're involved and you can't fix it because she can't fix Jackson Prescott. It sucks. It's not Arizona's fault. It's not Bailey's fault. It's Jackson's fault. He is sick. But he is the problem. He's the problem. That's what I mean. Thank you. Yeah. It's not he didn't just decide he was going to have sick now. (laughs) I'm going to eat pennies and now my bowels are gone. Right. Like it's not like that. So I don't know. Just good writing on in that this particular scene. And I I thought I thought Arizona was was a fine character. Mm -hmm. Likeable. Yeah. Okay. well, um, yeah. And then the end scene where Bailey goes in and is like. You're on the transplant list. This is how it's going to go down. And he, and then she's like trying not to cry. And then she takes the mom out of the room and, and Jackson just hands Alex the, the basically make a wish dying kid form. And Alex with no it. words. Yeah. No words. Just goes into his bag, hands him the shit. And Alex is like, okay, we, yeah, good point. Yeah. We should he's talk dying about this. now. Uh, yeah, it's brutal. That was tough. That was tough. And it's one of those things that, as a parent, too. Also, right? like, working at Disney and seeing, like, how many Make-A-Wish kids. Oh, my God. Oh, absolutely. So many. There was, let me tell you, there was one that I dealt with when I was in entertainment. I I was very fortunate. I think I had maybe two or three in entertainment um, when I was a friend of Goofy's. And, man, this one this one girl came in, and she was... Like just total non-mobile, non-functioning, yeah. like laying on a bed. They wheeled the bed yeah. through the through yeah. the line, and all. I don't remember how it happened, but basically, like between myself and and the photographer, the the, the photo pass person, we were able to allow Goofy to like hold her hand and like touch yeah the face. Mm-hmm. Make-A-Wish stuff just gets me. Yeah. Like, it's... And especially now having a kid, like... I'll t- I'll tell you, uh, Marlo falls and, like... Not falls, but, like, she she just... She's like, like, toddler falls. She toddler falls, you know? And every once in a while, there's this fleeting thought. I don't know if you had it with Scarlett. You'll, you'll probably have it with Bennett if you did have it with Scarlett. But, like, what if it's one of those rare things where they don't realize that they don't feel pain or, like, yeah. they fall and then there's, there, there's a deficiency and they're constantly breaking their bones. With it. They, they have a thyroid issue. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 or it's cancer and you don't know. It's a tumor. You know, it's, yeah. it's anything can happen. And, and having a kid, and especially in this end scene, it just it hits home more and it's so sad. And it's him pulling the, the, the sheet out with no words. And Got Alex me. just signing it with yeah. no words. Yeah. They're like, so are you saying I'm dying? And Alex is like, I sure am. Kiddo. Champ. <laughs> Have fun at the rodeo. Yeah. If you make it that long. Yeah, it's, it's like, rough business. It's it's sad. He doctor is hard. Um, I, yeah, I don't know if there's anything else on this one. Oh, the moment when Bailey goes back to Weber and he's and she's like, I just don't know. She's like, Arizona Robbins is good. I don't know if my patient's going to make it. And he gets up and takes a sign off the door and he's like, let's look at it together. Because he knows he knows to be. Yeah. Bailey. He comes through in the end, which I think is nice. Um, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> that we didn't. The only thing that we that I had a note on that I think we didn't say is when leading up to that scene when when Derek comes in, he goes. Uh, there's a sign on the door, and then Derek goes, I was told to ignore the sign, and Weber <laughs> goes, I'm going to kill that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only other thing I wanted to mention, not on the storyline, but before we wrap up, was uh, when Mark and Callie are at Joe's, and they're just like, just stare at Joe. And Callie's just like stare, chewing on the straw. And then Mark's like, I'm going to Denver. He goes, goes yeah. Lexi. I had to write this. He goes, Kips, she goes, keep staring at Joe. We'll be fine. And then he turns and he goes, you only live once. You can't waste it. Sorry, kid. I'm going to Denver. <laughs> he just jumps in and then you right. go up and they make, they make eye contact and then he turns and leaves and she's like, I got to get my coat. And bye. she's like, oh, bye. I got to go. Fuck. Uh, also, I just love that they, this is like a TV trope that I don't always love when people are like, oh, yeah, the sex was mind blowing. His penis was 32 inches. It was gigantic. <laughs> like <laughs> they were but they were like really playing into the the good, good sex. And I was OK with it, actually. But then Mark's like, it wasn't just about the sex. And Callie was like, yes, it was. He goes, no, it was the conversation. We talked for hours. It was the sex. <laughs> um. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, I think that's it on it. I don't think I have any other notes to hit on. So, um, yeah. Ready to rate this bitch? Let's rate it on up. You go first. You go first. Oh, fuck. All right. Uh, I'm going to give this episode a 3.8. Ah, 3.89. Mine is 3.9, so we're very close. I like want it to be wow. a four, and it's just not. I don't know why. It's a good episode. I like it. There are just things. It's it's clearly like in the middle of a lot of plot points. It's right. It's clearly right. a whole big, what's going to happen next in basically every plot we see. So um, it's hard to kind of Minus Margaret. That. She's fine. <laughs> it's kind of hard to give that like a full rating because it feels like it's unfinished. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that. Um, not any like crazy th- things medically, but crazy things patient wise. Like obviously, it's crazy that there's a murderer. Right. I love the connection that Bailey has with the patient, but like medically, it's not like anything. It's not you know a pull through a person or anything. So um, again, but the acting in this one is top notch, but on everyone's end. And you know we love we love an episode where Derek isn't a piece of shit. We do, we and it's happening a lot it. lately. It's happening a lot lately, and we also love an episode that uh, Mark and Callie get lots mm-hmm. of lines we together. We love the Mark and Callie time screen time. For me, for me personally, that's one of the things that carried the show. It was like this constant throughout the show of, um, like Mark. I what I'm waiting for is the other is the other shoe to drop, with Derek finding out or Meredith finding out because. My view is that it shouldn't be that big of an issue. Mm-hmm. She initiated it. Mm-hmm. No one who is single and consenting and an adult and not cheating, right? As I, as I said, single, right, is gonna be in that situation and be like, "Ooh, no, you should leave." She's hot. She's doing it. They're there in his hotel room. It's fine. He didn't go out and make the move. Right. And that's the difference for me. So I am 
Remember, everyone, listen back to those first episodes when we get Mark. I didn't like him. Team Mark on this one. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's make a couple predictions. Go ahead and predict something for Mark and Lexi. Mark and Lexi are going to get found out within the next two episodes. Mm-hmm. And, but um, they're not going to stop. I think they're, I think they're going to bang for a little bit longer. Um, Callie and Sadie. They're, they're going to bang. You did say they they're going to bang have sex this episode. They're going to have sex next episode. That's what I meant to say. Next episode is going to pick up at Joe's bar. And that's where we start. Uh, okay. Um, Meredith and Christina. <sighs> so annoying. At this point, I don't even care about their stupid fight. I hate it. It's annoying. Uh, what is this? Episode 11? Right? Season 5, episode 11? Mm-hmm. Is that what this is? By season 5, episode 15, their their fight will be done. Okay. Um, Christina and Owen? Uh, what I predict is they're going to have a, another another fight. But it's going to be like mutual. Like some, they're going to do something that's actual fight worthy. It's not going to be about his PTSD. It's not going to be about her fight with Meredith. It's going to be something about the two of them. They're going to actually get at each other's throats. They're going to have a fight and then they're going to kiss hard. And then they're going to do it on the vent. Okay. Um, we're, I think we're due for a good old school hallway argument Mm -hmm. where Meredith then just, chimes in and goes you can't call me a whore right right that's a classic a classic episode classic what about over someone else oh alex and izzy you gave me your denny and izzy prediction give me your alex and izzy prediction alex will mourn the loss of his girlfriend izzy due to a brain tumor named denny duquette okay Anything else? Yes. More practically, they're fine in their relationship. And they will be together at least through the rest of season five. Okay. Or until Izzy dies due to tumor. Anything for Arizona? I I have a feeling that she's gonna be a main a main character for a while. She's gonna be here. She's gonna come in hot. She's gonna be here. I'm thinking a whole se- I'm thinking two seasons through season six. Okay. Alrighty. If you I'm very wrong on that, I want you all to know that I'm trying to make bold predictions. So if I'm wrong, shut the fuck up. I don't <laughs> care. But also go easy on me, please. Be gentle. I'm soft. Um, gentle. I'm soft. Uh, any other predictions you need to make? I I just don't. Where's Dixon? Where is Dixon now? I predict <laughs> that Dixon will somehow be the no, another butt of Weber's joke. Unfortunately, yeah. I don't like it. But where is she? She said, yeah. get me a better offer. Weber ma- mentioned her name her but again, like, yeah. and then wasn't here. But you said she's a big time actress, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe she's out doing something. Maybe. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, guys, thanks for listening. If you have a minute to rate us, review us, share us on all your social platforms, tell all your friends and all your families, text this episode to everyone you've ever met ever in the world. Please, please, Absolutely. please. Um, 
we we love to see the growth. Um, and again, you can find our Patreon in the episode description or in the link tree on our Instagram bio for more content over there. And um, we just so much appreciate the support. Keep an eye out for merch. We will keep you guys updated as we figure that out. And if you see Carmen walking down the street. No spoilers. No spoilies. No spoileritas. Always margaritas, but no spoileritas. Uh, No spoilies. And we will see you all in the next one.